Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Vela. And I'm Amanda Gurrock, and we're the Wolf Pack Girls, hosts of Team Wolf, the official Teen Wolf podcast. I'm thinking a lot about this week's episode of Teen Wolf, and I'm wondering what relic we'd leave behind if we got taken by the Ghost Riders. Well, the internet does exist, so our relics would probably be our Teen Wolf wraps. We rap about Teen Wolf. Zara, it is incredible. Oh, come on. We rap about this show. There's more coming down the road. We want to watch Teen Wolf. Oh, God. I don't know if anyone would want to bring us back after watching some of those. Hey, they helped us get to where we are right now, sitting here on this podcast, talking to people around the world about Teen Wolf. Okay, you're right. Let's get into this week's episode. Last week, Mm -hmm. we had an epic party at Scott's house. That we didn't get invited to. That we did not get invited to. Maybe for the better. Probably for the better. In the latest episode of Teen Wolf, Scott and Corey, Mason and Liam, they're all together, and they realize that the Ghost Riders got into the party by riding the lightning. Mm -hmm. Now, Mason, with his expert knowledge of physics and science, brings us the K-index. Which, if you don't know, is very scientifical and has to do with storms and basically the average storm it's a science lesson so maybe you want to take notes the average storm has 1,000 lightning strikes but in the past three months in Beacon Hills the average storm has had 5,000 lightning strikes which you know what that means more ghost riders can come down on the lightning I think I, I think you're right if they ride the lightning and there's 5,000 lightning strikes they got 5,000 ways to get in as opposed to the 1,000. As opposed to the 1,000, yes. And we see that there's a spike in the K index, which means there's more lightning coming. Which means there's more ghost riders coming. Yay! Not really. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone in Beacon Hills is now not, I mean, they weren't safe before, but now like we have a serious problem because everybody who was at that party saw the ghost riders and now they're on the list to be taken. But they don't even know they're on the list to be taken. But no. I also just want to know, like, if there has been in the past three months the, like, so much more lightning, has anyone been like, what the hell is going on? Like, like why what, is there so is the, many storms? Like, what it's does been, the local weatherman think yeah. about this? Do it's, they have one? It's been raining a lot in New York the past, like, week or so. And I've been like, what the heck is going on? Like, chill, please. And now, do you think for the past, if it was raining with crazy lightning for three months... Someone has to, like, take note of that. Yeah. Like, and you think. And why is the Ghost Riders only showing up now? Unless maybe they haven't. Maybe they've been around for a while, but, like, they've just started to take people we know. I don't know. There's a lot of weird science-y things happening, and yeah. I'm not a science person, so I'm really <laughs> confused. Well, because of this, we... I say we as if, like, you and I are part of this. We should be. We should be, but they meaning Scott and the pack, need to get everybody into the Argent Bunker to protect them from the Ghost Riders. Yeah, because it's underground. Lightning doesn't hit underground. They can't get underground. It's a smart idea, but um, not everyone's on board. No. Um, the I think one of my favorite parts about this whole situation was that Liam and Mason literally tell everyone, like, there is a supernatural force coming and it's going to take you. And they just basically revealed the biggest secret in Beacon Hills. And no one seems to care. They're like, well, how, who are you to know? And Liam's like, well, we're the people who know things about the things that most people don't know about. Iconic line. One of, it, it goes in with Liam's iconic line, I fell in a hole. Absolutely. I it want it on a shirt. Favorites. 
But yeah, and then Nathan, who I'm just going to say it now. I don't like this guy. He was the guy in bed with Malia. Mm-hmm. I don't like He's him. He's the one that they stole the party from. Yeah. He was like, nah, dude, like, that was just a man in a hat with a gun. Which, why are you so chill about that? Because he listened to our podcast, probably, and he thought that, you know, it was just like someone's dad. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Nathan's a fan of the podcast. So now do you like I him? Can, I like him better now. <laughs> um, and so everybody's supposed to be in this bunker, and eventually they realize that not everybody actually made it in there. There are some people missing, and one of those people is Gwen. Now, Gwen is missing. Which is like, in my mind, I'm like, Gwen, are you kidding me? Because this, all of this happened because of Gwen. Yeah. If it wasn't for Gwen and her like, where's my sister? Where's my sister? They wouldn't have tried to like have that party to save her. And now she's not even going along with the rules and putting everyone in danger because, you know, she just doesn't want to be in a bunker. She wants to play in the lacrosse game. Exactly. So Scott, Mason, Corey, the whole gang, they're like, all right, we got to go look for everybody. And where are they going to look for them? They're going to look for them at the lacrosse game (laughs) where they all have to be to play said lacrosse game. And when Hayden runs into Gwen, she says, Gwen says, you know, they'll find me wherever I am. And that's when Hayden realizes that Gwen wants to be taken because she wants to find her sister and reunite with her. This disrespectful bitch. Right? I'm like, okay. They're protecting you and you want to get taken. I was like on Gwen's side, you know? I wanted them to save her, save her sister, all that stuff. That was great. But this episode, she really pissed me off because like now everyone had to leave the bunker. Well, not everyone, but like our favorite people had to leave the bunker to try to save her. Yep. But in doing so, they're putting themselves at risk because they're on the hit list of the Ghost Riders as well. And she doesn't even care. She wants to be taken. So if she maybe, if like she just listened to them the first time and they're like, hey, you're going to get taken. And she was like, you know what, guys, don't even bother because I'd rather be with my sister. So like I want to get taken as opposed to being like, no, you're not telling the truth. No one's believing me. Then maybe like she could have just gotten taken and everyone else would be safe and they could focus (laughs) on finding Styles. So you're saying... <laughs> I don't like Gwen. Okay. She makes me... She No, this episode, she made me really mad. No, she made me mad, too. And part of the reason she makes me so mad is that it is right in front of her and everybody else's face that, like, clearly something is wrong. But no one believes that this is a threat. They're all just like, oh, yeah, this like, is the bad. The thing with her is I think she knows it's a threat, but she just doesn't care because she just wants to be with her sister. And, like, I get it. If I was in Beacon Hills and, like, I saw the Ghost Riders and, like, I could be with Styles, great. Take me away. But I'm no! not going to... No, but I'm not going to put everyone else in danger because of it. Oh, Katie. Hey, if, I, if we were in Beacon Hills and I got taken by the Ghost Riders, you wouldn't get taken too? Actually, I don't think I'd want you to get taken. I'd want you to find me. Yeah, I would want to find you. I wouldn't want to get taken. But if you saw a ghost rider then, like, would you put everyone else's life in danger? I don't know. She's just very selfish is what I'm... That's it. I agree. She's selfish. And she's so selfish that she's like, screw you guys. I'm playing the lacrosse game. And a couple of the other guys do too. And So now everyone has to play in the lacrosse so yes, game. So yes, now Scott's like, well, looks like we're all playing the lacrosse game because we need to protect And while I am people. upset because, you know... That means that they have a greater chance of being taken. Boy, did I miss lacrosse. Oh, me too. I, you got to love a good lacrosse and Coach Finstock scenario. Agreed. Although, 
and didn't miss it without Styles, but like really happy that we had Coach Finstock back on the sidelines. Me too. Ornie Adams is very near and dear to our heart. He is. He once actually got Amanda to meet Tyler Hecklin and Ian Bowen, which um, are her two favorite Teen Wolf actors, and she cried. I cried. And it was um, in April of 2015, <laughs> so not that long ago, guys, not that long ago. In fact, I not only cried, I walked away, called my mom. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I was twenty two at the time, twenty one or twenty two. Twenty, you were turning twenty two. And it was in April. Yeah, yeah, I was there. You cried. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cried. I cried. <laughs> They're all playing, and something is going wrong because everybody starts to kind of turn against each other. Yeah, they're, like, overly aggressive. Like, this is not wrestling. This is lacrosse. And it's because the wild hunt is making everyone go a little nuts. Yeah. And so guess what happens? Someone else got an invite to the lacrosse party. It was the Ghost Riders because they get an invite to all the parties in Beacon Hills that we don't get invited to. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Especially because we wouldn't be taking people. But anyways, besides the point, back on track. Um, it's just crazy that they didn't stop the lacrosse game because it was like obviously high K index. Well, one of my favorite parts is when lacrosse, when, the coach, when, is when like, coach is like, what do you mean? It's just a little rain. It's downpouring and it's thundering and lightning. It's not a little rain. I just wonder what it was like to film that because oh, I'm sure I it know... Sucked. I know that when they film things and it's rain, it's like not just like your typical like rain. It's coming down hard yeah. and cold. Yes. And it you, like you especially because it's in order for it to be seen on screen. Exactly. That's what Ooh, I was gonna say. It must have been a rough shooting day. Also it was probably like knowing Teen Wolf, it was probably like three AM. Probably. They were probably freezing. That must but have yeah, sucked. The Ghost Riders showed up. So the Ghost Riders show up and everyone is now in like fight mode. But some people are in like, oh, let me act scared, but let me kind of like stand in front. Wait, but this confused me because a lot of people, like not a lot of people, some of the people in the stands were like, oh no, and they started to run away, but they looked like adults. And I'm like, there is no way in hell that you were at that party last week. Well, so is it now that they're, they just like everyone can see them? I got really, really confused. No, well, because think about it. The first time, like, Styles saw a Ghost Rider, it was just out of nowhere. So I guess the Ghost Riders were there, and there were certain people that were just able to okay, see them. Okay, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so those people saw them and clearly were trying to make a run for it. But as we saw, I don't think any of them successfully ran away. No, because I think I, I tried to count, and I think that seven people were taken. Seven? Just Damn. A hell of a, hell of a lot. That's a lot of people. And oh, I thought I was making a joke, but they're not the hellhound. That's Parrish. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> well, in those potential seven people, um, they took Gwen. Yeah. They took Gwen. They freaking took Gwen, which makes me once again really <laughs> angry because that's all who they wanted to begin with. All they wanted was Gwen. Those six other people like, could have been you know, living their happy lives. And now mm, no one remembers them or no one's going to remember them. Yep. Once again, I don't know how this whole thing really works, but I'm pissed. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, how do we stop said ghost riders from taking any more people? Well, before the lacrosse game started, 
One of my favorite scenes, I don't know why, um, is when Scott basically tasks Mason with being like, you need to figure out how this is happening, like how we can stop the Ghost Riders because you seem to know the most about any of this so far. And just Mason's reaction, he's like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And it's like he's low-key, like really terrified because he doesn't know if he can do it. But he's also really excited that Scott just gave him like a huge role. Like his role is to figure out how to stop yeah. the Ghost Riders. I feel like that was the, one of the most relatable scenes yeah. in Teen Wolf history. Mason's pretty, he's a pretty relatable dude. He is because it's like how many times in your life has someone in, you know, at school or at work or somewhere in your life been like, you got to figure out this important task, do it really fast, and do it right. That happens to me mm, daily. Yeah, me too. And I'm just like, uh, uh okay. Uh. <laughs> Although I feel like usually we don't come out on top and, like, figure it out immediately. But that being said, I was a little confused because then Mason was like, oh, my God, it's Parrish. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Parrish. And I'm like, did... Were you not at the party when yeah, Parrish Yeah, I thought we knew there? that Parrish like, was the one that stopped them. Because clearly know. at the party, Parrish was standing in front of the Ghost Riders with a gun and like... And he's going, on your knees. And they were like... Hell no. Yeah. But yeah, so I got confused because it's like, clearly if you were at that party and you were paying attention, maybe they had a little too much to drink. I don't know. You would know that Parrish is the reason that they went away because they went exactly. away when Parrish was there. Yeah. But anyways, they came to this revelation a week late <laughs> to realize that Parrish is who they need to stop these dudes. Yes, but they don't need Parrish. They need the Hellhound. The Hellhound. A hell of a lot of Hellhound. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Sorry, I saw your joke and made it Worse. a lot less funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So now it's a face-off, and it's the Ghost Riders against Parrish slash Hellhound. With Hayden roaring in the background. Yeah, in the school <laughs> hallway. And they end Once up... Once sh- again, I wonder if next week everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was fine and normal. <laughs> like, what? What is normal these days? I don't know, but every, like if I was in Beacon Hills and I was like a normal person, I'd be like, mmm... Okay, something came with these storms because <laughs> y'all acting crazy. Yeah, so speaking of crazy, the Ghost Riders shoot Parrish. And I'm like, for a split second, I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> Parrish is dead? He's he's done. He's out. We just lost another one. Hey, wait. What's Parrish's real name? Jordan. Okay. Hmm. Whew. That was... That did, did did you forget him just because yeah. he was shot by a ghost? <laughs> I did. I almost called him Ryan, but then I realized that's Ryan Kelly, that, the actor who plays Jordan Parrish. Correct. So they shoot Parrish, but he doesn't disappear. His flames just burn out, and then the Ghost Riders are like, "Ha ha, sucker, we out," and then they leave. And then they leave. And I'm confused by the leaving situation. Like, what did that accomplish? You shot him. His flames burned out, but he's still fine. But like. Only like half of them were there because apparently the other half was taking everyone from the bunker, which was being protected with air quotes, um, being protected by Malia and Argent, though that didn't seem to work out so well because, you know, Nathan couldn't really listen to the rules because once again, Nathan, not so great unless he listens to the podcast, then we like him. <laughs> yeah. So he he escaped and he was like sending everybody on this wild goose chase. Some would call it a wild hunt. Oh. <laughs> and everybody is taken. I blame Nathan. Um, I blame Gwen. Yeah, we all blame somebody here. And the pack just feels so defeated. And I feel like Liam really 
takes mm. it the hardest, which was My so poor sad. Puppy. He didn't want to let anybody down, but he felt like he let the whole, you know, the whole pack and the whole town down, kind of. Because, well, so actually, yeah, the Ghost Riders took like seven people at the game, but then they took the entire. Basically, Liam's whole party <laughs> is now erased, aside from Liam and Mason and Hayden and Corey. Oh yeah, what a rough time to be. But in also Hills. bad because we forgot to mention that Scott saw them as well. Yes. I feel like everyone's so, now seen them. Yeah, Malia and Argent saw them yep. when they came down. Oh. They looked like they got beat up. This is Argent's oh, in yeah. the hospital. Argent's in the hospital. Guys, we have we haven't even talked about Lydia yet. Oh, jeez, man. And so Liam feeling defeated though, he goes to Coach Finstock and I'm not quite sure how, but Coach is like, you know what? Your performance tonight and your dedication makes you team captain worthy. I just don't, does coach, once again, I don't know how ghost writers work. Science was never my good subject. I don't even know if this is scientifical, but does coach not realize that people on the team were taken? He probably could care less. He's this probably like, true. oh, that guy sucks. He's like, Greenberg's God. still here. I'm good. Except for, is Greenberg still here? I don't, I don't know, know because we haven't heard Greenberg at all. Maybe Greenberg's a ghost writer. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so Liam is. Team oh captain. My God, what if Greenberg? This would be Jeff Davis if you were listening right now, which you're not. But if you were, a great idea for this season would be that Greenberg was a person that got taken by the Ghost Riders that was close to Coach, and Coach is the only oh, one who can remember him. That would be an epic. Jeff twist. Davis, hire me. I'll write for you. That would be an epic twist. I I. That is a that really, was a great idea. That was a good idea. I'm patting myself on the back. Props to you. Um, but as we were talking about, Liam is team captain, and now he just basically took over Scott's role mm-hmm. as a leader. Of his own little mini pack. Of his own little mini pack. And one of my favorite things at the end of the episode was when Liam's like, I'm going, and I'm going to find, I'm going to capture this mm-hmm. ghost rider. And everybody else is kind of like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. But then they, they're like, you know what? You can't do that unless we're coming with you. And they do go with him. And they show that he's the captain of the lacrosse team. But now he's also the leader of his own little pack. Love it. But while all of this is happening with yeah. the Ghost Riders and everything, Lydia's like, you know what? I'm going to stay away from these Ghost Riders. Don't know them. Who is that? I don't know. All I know is Styles, And I'm going to figure out who Styles is. And she realizes that... The Ghost Riders, as we realized a few weeks ago, they're not so good, and they keep leaving these little things behind. And when you leave something behind and it gets found, that is a way to start remembering someone. So, like, for example, Phoebe's bracelet that Gwen still had and that dude's library card. Once again, can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I think it's Jake? Jack? It's Jake Jake. or Jack? I think it's Jake. Okay, Jake left his library card, and so she... She needs to prove that Styles exists to hopefully maybe bring him back. So where does she go? Back to the Stalinsky house. Yes. and Oh, but she goes back to the Stalinsky house because she was talking to Sheriff. And Sheriff said that he was in his garage and he bumped into something and he just instinctively yelled Styles. So now Sheriff seems to be like on their side where he's like, you know what? I think there might be someone named Styles. 
but not, he didn't just bump into something. He stubbed his toe baseball, on a baseball bat, a baseball hat. which we all know. I just said a baseball hat, but a baseball bat. <laughs> it was a baseball bat, which in my mind, baseball is, bat is equivalent to styles. Yeah. And Lydia's big thing is that how can someone be erased and still leave something behind? Mm-hmm. So there has to have been something, which it could have been that bat, of styles. How can he be gone if there are things that might prove that he's still here? So she's at the Stalinsky house, mm. and she hears the sound of a train running through the walls. And it's that same wall that she had stared at previously. And some very strange man appears and he's like, it's right in front of your face. So what does she do? She starts peeling back the wallpaper. And who isn't happy? Claudia. Because she's evil. And so she grabs her arm and Lydia literally looks at her and is like, you're hurting me. Like that's how hard she grabbed her. And before she even went into that hallway, Claudia's like, hey, are you sure I can't help with anything? And like Lydia gives her this look when she says no, that's kind of like, why are you the way that you are? And you know, I have been very pro Claudia Solinsky because I love the Solinsky family. You know, Styles is my favorite character. Shar Solinsky is my second favorite character. So like, I gotta give some love to Claudia Solinsky. But wow, you have been saying that you think that she's evil. And when she grabbed Lydia's arm like that, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I think she's evil, too. Because I'm right. She seems like an evil She just doesn't seem like... She's not supposed to be there. Yeah, like, in a previous episode of Team Wolf, Chris Hill said that he felt that, like, if they figure out where Styles is and they can bring him back, that probably means that Claudia goes away. And if she knows that, she doesn't want people to find Styles. And it, it doesn't, I don't know if she That's knows it. I don't I'm know saying. what it is. But she really, this episode seemed like she did not want Lydia to find anything in that house and was trying to stop her at all costs. Yeah. And so she does stop her. And Lydia's like, well, crap, I need someone to believe me. So she goes to her mom. But also because Claudia complained to her mom because Claudia's a tattletale. Well, yeah, Claudia sucks. And so Lydia's <laughs> like, mom... Styles is real, and I know it. And Natalie's like, fine, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. And they go to the hospital where the only nurse doctor head of Everything. surgery exists, Melissa Honestly, McCall. Melissa McCall should be the, the mayor of Beacon Hill. She should, because that woman is technically only a nurse, but she has performed more surgeries than probably most doctors. She's done do. everything. Yeah, and speaking of everything, she's like, all right, we're going to go dig through Claudia's medical records. Now, as a Teen Wolf fan, we know a few things about Claudia Zelensky before we even look at these medical records, and that's that she had a kid, one kid. His name was Styles. Well, his name was something Styles Stalinsky. We still are on the fence about what the hell his name could be. Um, she had dementia. She died. And she was married <laughs> to Sheriff Stalinsky. That's, that's really all we know. Those are the facts. And so they're looking through Claudia's medical records, and it shows that she's had dementia for 10 years. And that she's never had children. And Melissa is confused because she's like, wait a second. She's had dementia for 10 years. It's a miracle she's still alive. And that, I think, is the first kind of tick to everybody in Beacon Hills that, like, this is a little off. And, you know, we've been saying, me especially, that this is not right. She's not supposed to be there. Now I think people are going to start to realize, wait a second. I'm just confused because, like... 
I don't understand how the re- like how no one knew that. You know, when like when you have dementia, as we saw with Elias, like there are some clear signs and it's like everyone seems to know Claudia and the Slinsky family and it's like, wait a minute, this has been going on for ten years. She seems perfectly fine for someone who's had dementia for ten years. You'd think it would progress and she wouldn't be able to yeah. speak the way that she does and remember the things that she does. So something is off about this. Lydia's upset because she goes back to Scott and Malia and she says, Claudia never had children, so Styles can't be her son. And Malia's like, well, whatever, like, Styles doesn't yeah, even sound like they, a real name. And Scott's like, mm, guess we should stop looking. And, like, as as the viewer, we're like, are you, got, excuse, what are you, what's going on here? Please don't stop looking for Styles. Yeah. Like, you can't stop looking for styles and also it seems like it's a bit safer when they go looking for styles as opposed to when they start trying to figure out how to take down the ghost riders mm-hmm. my opinion because styles seems like the safer mission yeah and also the better one yes of course the better one and i think part of the reason everybody wants to give up is because they don't think there's that relic that styles left behind but lydia's saying the only thing styles left behind was the three of them oh that Which, broke me because me then i just want to be like styles how could you leave them behind well it wasn't his fault i know it was the damn ghost riders i think actually i hate them more than gwen oh well alert the media <laughs> And so here they are thinking that Styles hasn't left anything behind. But the final thing we see on the screen in the parking lot at the, at the school is Styles' Jeep. Roscoe! Roscoe is sitting there in the parking lot like, by his lonesome. Right where Lydia left him, it looks like. Kind yeah. Of. Like, that's where Lydia had that seat. And I just... I'm also confused about that because, like, how many days has it been since Styles has been gone? Because, like, you know that Jeep would have been, like, taken out of there by now. Yeah, you'd think. And the Jeep being there is really important because it's that back to that phrase, how can someone be erased but still leave someone behind? He left that Jeep behind, which means there has to be hope that he can come back. Someone's going to remember him and bring him back into existence. It's that scientific again conservation of mass that they were all discussing it's interesting though because i wonder how they're going to figure out that it's styles's jeep because at least when it was phoebe and gwen gwen still remembered her sister so she knew that it was her sister's bracelet when it came to the library card they were able to scan it although maybe license plates maybe if they put it in it would be like belongs to probably not though because when they were looking for Phoebe's sister and they were looking for the kid from the library, they weren't in any records in the town or in the school. No, but when they when they scanned the library card, oh. they were able to realize, like, because the library card didn't have anything on it. Oh, but when true. they scanned it, it was still in the computer, and that's when they realized um, his name, which we don't remember. I keep wanting to call him Alex. You know, they should have swapped it. The little boy should have been Jake, and he should have been <laughs> Alex. I'm telling you, that boy is an Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see like how they realize, if they realize that it's Styles, because also I was hoping it would be in the parking lot of the hospital and they'd walk out and they'd be like, yeah, but it was with the other kids who just walked right on by. And I'm yes. like, mm, there is a cool blue Jeep right behind you. And you no just, one pays any attention to it. Just stop and turn and be like, you know what? I wish I had that car. Yeah. Nope. They didn't even care. Nope. But now it's there. We see it. Someone has to see it. And I hope they see it in the next episode because... 
that seems like the ticket to getting Styles back. Sign me up. Same here. Amanda, I think we're on to something here. I think we have a chance to bring Styles back. We, as I've said before, can't do anything, but Scott and the rest of the pack sure can. And all of you out there can do something too by rating this podcast on iTunes and sharing it with your friends. And if you want to leave us a message with what you think will happen next on Teen Wolf, we want to hear from you by calling 929-26-WOLF1. That's 929-269-6531. We might just feature your call on our Teen Wolf preview show that comes out every Monday. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Katie, that's K-A-I-T-I-I-I, and at Mandabear, M-A-N-D-A-A-A-B-E-A-R-R. This episode of Team Wolf was produced by Michael Law, Kasia Mihailovic, and Michael Catano for the MTV Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Team Wolf and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. 